0: The weekend just got more entertaining. It's Weekend Joe on Claves Online, driven by Munganast St. Louis Acura. Hear from some of the big names in St. Louis and national sports every weekend. And now, here's Joe Roderick and me. I'm Andy Hanselman.
1: And welcome on in to another episode of Weekend Joe here on KlabesOnline.com, driven by St. Louis, uh, by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, Munganess, Alton, Toyota as we are just a, a few days away from the start of the 2020 baseball season, big doings coming up next week on ClavesOnline.com. We'll get into all of that here on the show. As I am Joe Roderick, and we welcome in my co-host Andy Hanselman. Andy, what's going on, man? How are you? Hello, Joseph. Uh, I'm good. How are you? I am. Uh, I am all good. As um, I, again, it just seems like it's it's weird, and and I talk about it with the guests I have on today. On the on the show, it's weird to think about the the fact that we have it's going to be July 24th. And we're talking about the start of the baseball season next week. It's it it just seems odd that we are finally here and also that it took so long to get there. It's just a very, very odd mixture of emotions. And we will uh, we'll talk about that coming up on the uh, on the show today. Chris Myers of Fox Sports and Polo Asensio join me this week, because Andy, uh, we, we announced a new feature coming to Klaibs Online just the other day, and I know you've known about it, but I know you saw the announcement the other day. I did see that. Uh, we know we talked about it a little bit, too, but it's, you're, in a, you're in Polo's big
0: show every day. Polo yes. Pot, reviewing each Cardinal game.
1: Yeah, you, and then we also, you know, the uh, I love that graphic that we use for it, too. The, uh, the placement of the Klaibs Online logo. It's it's, is, it's it's really strong.
0: I'm, I'm, it is. I'm enjoying it as well. I noticed that the other day. I'm like, oh, that's something new. That's kind of neat.
1: Yeah, and you know what? When that picture was taken, we had no idea we were going to be doing a a podcast together, and it just it worked out so well. For us, that we that we, the two of us had a picture together, and I, I just I, I will tell people. So Polo and I, the interview is like thirty some minutes that that Polo and I end up doing today. And when we started, he goes, "So are we gonna go like ten, fifteen minutes here?" And I I said to him off the air, I said, "I'm gonna tell you yes." I said, "But you know damn well we always go a lot more than that." <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So yeah, we end up going 30 minutes with that. Uh, but Andy, we, we kind of have a little bit of of breaking news, if you will, to to kick off the show. And I, I imagine that there are going to be some people that are going to listen to uh, to this show, and this might be the first that they hear about the story of MLS. And I, I didn't, I never thought that we would lead the show. And this has nothing to do with hashtag Soccer Fan Joe. Andy, which uh, right. is it's taking. I mean, it, it's taking the world by storm. It really is. Uh, I had three people text me this past week about my uh, my foxes, Leicester City. Three different people texting me about either the game being on or the results of the game or something game related. And I mean, if three people are texting me, Andy, I imagine that there are thousands that are thinking of texting me if they had my number. I mean, yeah, absolutely, thousands of people. Yeah, so that's and it's it's just an incredible to think about just how much of a uh, how much of a movement this has become. As uh, Leicester City, they beat Sheffield, Andy, the other day two nil on the uh, out on the pitch, and then they have a game coming up uh, this weekend, I believe, and it's uh, it's going to be a big one that they have so coming up this weekend. Is that, is that when they play Bournemouth? No, no, Andy, Andy, we, we we don't need to talk about the uh, the game against Bournemouth. <laughs> um, they, it was a meltdown of epic proportions in the game. They they allowed four goals in the second half. They had a player sent off with a red card, Andy. It was a uh, it was a meltdown that could cost them a berth in the Champions League. And Andy, let me tell you how serious that is. On Sunday, I found out that there is a difference between the Premier League and the Champions League. Yes, there is a big difference. I knew about this Andy, I did not know about this, okay. I thought for Soccer, days I thought that uh that they that they just kind of called them that it was the same thing. I thought it was like the Premier Champions League no, it's not it's and I thought people just kind of were like sometimes they'd call it the Premier League, sometimes they'd call it the Champions League, sometimes they would call it the Premier Champions League. I thought there were multiple names for it
0: no they're they are different things
1: I know that I know this now uh-huh. Well, yeah. I'm,
0: I'm glad you're learning about this stuff.
1: Yeah, that took a, uh, I, I think the credibility of soccer fan Joe took a hit a when bit. that... Uh, yeah, but I admitted to it. I fully... I was out in front of it, Andy. I got the word out that I, I realized my mistake and it would never happen again. <clears throat> okay? So I right. got in front of this and made sure people knew about this. But, Andy, on Sunday, the Foxes of Leicester City... They take on the Tottenham Hotspurs.
0: That's a big matchup.
1: I think it is. I I do uh, I do think it is. So uh, that's a, it's going to be another big match. 10 a.m. on Sunday. 10 a.m. on uh, on Sunday at the uh, at the, the Hotspurs Stadium in Tottenham. I think that's that all makes sense. I don't know. Uh, that's I'll just how wearing, I'm going to Is your team going to be wearing a special kit for the big game? I don't know because they're on the road, so I um I truly don't know if they will uh, if I just imagine they'll be wearing their away kits on that uh, on that day.
0: I'm so, sure, it, sure it's a fine kit.
1: Yeah. So anyway, hey, back to actual stuff that matters here in the St. Louis area. Uh, so MLS has announced today, almost a Friday news dump, if you will, as they announced it. We knew the expansion was coming. We knew St. Louis was going to be getting their expansion team. Uh, they were supposed to be getting their expansion team in 2022, along with Sacramento, uh, Austin, Charlotte. We're also supposed to be getting expansion teams. Well, Andy, it was announced today that due to the COVID nineteen pandemic. And due to some of the financial, I guess the financial hardships that some of these communities are having, especially with the development of stadiums and the areas around that, all of that has been pushed back a year. So the St. Louis unnamed MLS team will not be getting their team until 2023 now. That also goes for the Sacramento team. Uh, So neither one will be opening as planned in 2022. The Charlottes franchise will now be debuting in 2022, the Austin team will remain on schedule with their 2021 uh, debut. So the, the St. Louis development, the St. Louis MLS team, unfortunately, we uh, will have to wait another year to get that in downtown St. Louis. Yeah, I
0: heard that news just a little bit ago, and I was uh, extremely disappointed. I figured it was probably coming down the road, um, even though there weren't any really hints or any allegations of it. But just figuring with everything that's going on and I'm sure, you know, with, with everything where with with the economy is and the and the just the way people's finances are in general, that it was they're going to have to do something uh, drastic for the uh, 2022 season. I haven't mean, I haven't even been down Market Street yet to see to see construction on the stadium. Um, I've seen the big mound of dirt that they have filled in at the old interchange there at Market at 21st Street right there by the old Harry's and just uh, just west of Union Station. Where they've, uh, where they're, I think those, that's where they're building the uh, the practice fields for the new MLS stadium, and the and that's where the uh, the soccer team is going to practice. <clears throat> um, but yeah, hearing that they're not going to be uh, kicking things off for uh, at least another year or a year planned after what they had originally planned is is disappointing to hear, at, at, to say the least.
1: It is, uh, but you know what though? At least it's still going to happen. Right? You imagine that at some point everything, we'll be able to move past all of this, that life will get back to something somewhat normal. And we will, uh, we'll be able to move, move into that. And you know what, by the time it gets here, it's one of those things where we will look back and 2023 will be here. And, you know, it, it'll seem like time just flew by, by, you know, by, by the time that that first game is played. So it's, yeah. it is unfortunate, but it, it, it will happen. Yeah, the fact that
0: it's still coming is great. You know, you think about things that take a couple of years, um, and how fast they go by. Um, I remember, you know, ten plus years ago when they were rebuilding Highway Forty through um, through the through the middle corridor of St. Louis, and like, you know, Highway Forty going to be shut down for two years, and everybody thought it would take forever. I mean, it, it's like you blinked your eye three times and it was done. It's just, it's just crazy how how fast that time moves.
1: Yeah, it does. But again, it will uh, it'll be here just like, you know, you, you look back and we're, we're a few days away. As we said to open the show, we're a few days away from the start of the Cardinal season. And it's one of those where you look at that and you go, man, I, I didn't think that this was going to come this year. And it will. And when, when you look ahead at what might be coming in baseball in 2020, it's one of those things where it'll, it'll be here and we'll we'll live through that as well. And that everything will will happen in due time it just takes a lot of uh getting used to as we get there and I, I just one of the things that just sucks is it we're sitting here andy it's it's the middle of july right now and it really really does seem like the football season in college and the nfl college especially might be in jeopardy the nfl season will probably be very very different than what we are used to each and every year as you keep seeing events in october november get canceled and postponed i just i don't see how you can imagine stuffing a nfl stadium with 60 to 80,000 people and getting a a a season put you know put out there without putting people at risk and you have these greedy NFL owners who are going to be losing a lot of money.
0: It's a huge, huge money deal. I think it's, it, I don't know if it's, if the NFL being shut down or MLB being shut down or MLB being shut down is a bigger deal. Cause when you're talking about the NFL, you're, you're talking about 16 games. Um, they're both huge deals, but yeah, you're right. The greedy owners are going to, are going to really be butthurt if you will about about all this.
1: Yeah, and it's one of those where you you kind of you know with the TV deals they have and the money they get from that where yeah, you make a good point, 16 game season so you're losing fans for 8 of those games. So the financial hardships might not be as much as what you see in in a sport like baseball. So I, think it,
0: they, it, I don't think they count gate concessions and and tickets as much as they do their 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 tv packages they, they they can't because i mean each team only has eight home games
1: right uh, but the tv deal you I, I how often are you on tv nationally I, I know locally you you are getting that they don't have the blackout deals anymore it is a you know it, it's one of those where their their books might be a little more open than what we saw out of the uh, the baseball owners books so it might be an easier one to uh to get around and and kind of see where that money is coming and going from year to year with the uh, with the NFL owners but it's well, because, yeah you know
0: and, and that'll be possible because of, because of the salary cap you know that that yep. was the big thing that they talked about in baseball is that these is that they wanted these guys they wanted these owners to, um, to open their books and they're like no you know it's not part of the cba um, you, we're, we're not uh, we're not under a uh you know under a salary cap we don't need to open our books for you guys
1: yeah by the way so uh, they in you know how how many months ago was it that joe buck talked about that they would definitely be piping in crowd noise if there were empty nfl stadiums and now we're we're getting close to to baseball season have you watched or listened to any of the uh any of the broadcasts yet that they have done with the cardinals i have not so I, I listened very briefly to the, uh, to the Cardinals.com broadcast the first night they did it with Danny Mac. But I, I was listening a lot more to the KMOX broadcast the other day. And they have crowd noise pumped in during the game. Like, Bush Stadium it has crowd noise going. They have music going. They have fan reactions for things that are not natural, but it's still better than complete silence. And I'll tell you what, listening to the broadcast on the radio, it did not sound bad at all. Like, it sounded like a normal game was going on behind them, that there was normal crowd chatter going on underneath the guy's microphones as they were talking on the radio.
0: Did they have the guy going,
1: woo? I did not listen closely enough to uh, to catch that or not. But <laughs> I will, uh, I, I I mean, it definitely was. I very I wish- noticeable that I'm listening to that. I'm like you. This sounds like you are listening to a baseball game in July. Like you. This sounds like there is there are fans at Busch Stadium.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm assuming that, that I guess there'll probably be probably more inter-squad games on the radio and then probably definitely Wednesday's um, Wednesday's game against the Royals will be on the radio as well. So I'll I'll be sure to be listening to those.
1: Yeah, there, and I think now you are you're getting a lot of that, and a, a lot of these teams are are broadcasting or trying to broadcast as much as they uh, as they can. I have uh, I've been in contact with a lot of a lot of people these past few days around baseball because we have a big week next week on Clabe's Online, a very uh, very big opening week special is what we are uh, planning on bringing you on Clabe'sOnline.com. So Monday we will have the the lunch show. As we normally do, usually 1230, one o'clock is when we is when we do that show each and every Monday. I don't know if we are having it on location anywhere this week. I think we are just going to maybe just be each at our own home bases and do it that way for this uh, for this week. But on Tuesday, we are scheduled to do an American League Central Roundtable. Andy, we will have members of the media from each of the five American league central teams. I believe that'll be at 10 AM uh, is when we will be live streaming that on Facebook and Twitter on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, Andy, I'm very excited about the national league central roundtable that we will be uh, that we will be bringing with uh polo. will be part of that. Greg Brown covering the pirates, Ron Coomer of the Cubs, Jeff Levering of the Brewers, and Bobby Nightingale Jr. of the uh, of the Reds. So we will bring that to you on Tuesday, and then Andy, we are doing one for the uh, the Cardinals only, just a uh, purely Cardinal one on uh, th- on Thursday before the opening day, and then of course the debut of uh, uh, what's in the cards with Joe and Polo comes your way Friday. As soon as we get the uh, the lineups out, so that is a uh, very busy week that we have. But I have been reaching out to all these guys, getting them booked for the uh, the time of the show, and and getting it all set up for uh, for what we're planning on doing. And uh, I, I have run into a situation where a lot of these guys are are doing their games, so they are they are unable to uh, to be a part of it. So it has been a uh, it has been quite an adventure trying to book. 13, 14 people to uh, be able to fit into three specific time slots for uh, for that. But it's going to be a lot of content up on clavesonline.com talking a lot of baseball this week. Yeah, I mean, you guys have done a great
0: job putting this thing together. And I know that, that was, this was kind of the goal for all this to start back April 1. And now here we are July 24th. And it, it uh, it's, uh, it's finally coming to fruition for you guys. So I'm very happy for you.
1: God, so many, so many things we had in mind for, uh, for that coming up on on April or March, uh, March twenty sixth is what I'll say, Andy. It was March twenty sixth is when, uh, is when that was uh, happening, uh, when everything was supposed to drop, and then it did not drop the way it was, uh, it was supposed to. Andy, uh, before we, before we wrap things up here for, uh, I, I do have a few other things I want to get to in the, uh, in the segment, by the way, already next week booked on the show. Cause I told you, you could see on the graphic too. We have Polo Asensio coming up on the show today. Chris Myers of Fox sports coming up on the show today. Andy and I are also going to jump back in with a, uh, with a conversation about something I saw online earlier this week. One of those articles that's supposed to spark conversation and it got me. It it did it caught me, but we'll uh, we'll talk about that coming up. <clears throat> Andy, I um the next week on the show, by the way, uh, Jason Isringhausen will be on the show, and Mike LaVallier will uh, will be on the show. I'm looking to book uh, a few other people as well. Yes, yeah, Spanky. Yes. Andy, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. I thought I, I heard you talk. I didn't know if I was talking over you or not. And that's uh, okay. I just said Spanky yes i know i, I look forward to uh, he's a he's a fun guy to talk to so i
0: think uh, the last time we had jason and on we were sitting in the lobby of this of sunset hills country club and he was walking by and you're like hey buddy sit down you owe it to me <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think i had texted him saying hey i'm going to be here knowing he belongs to there yeah and having no clue he was actually going to golf and when he walked by he knew that I was there. He never texted me back, but he knew I was there, and he kind of kept well, oh, No, grab the microphone and sit down. He he did, and he gave us a while, and then uh, then we went into the uh, then we went into the bar and hung out with him and his friends for a uh, for a bit more. But I was texting with him earlier this week, and he uh, we we decided to to line it up for next week. So we'll uh, we'll talk to Izzy next week on the uh, on the show. Andy, have you been watching much of the memorial this weekend? I
0: I I watched a little bit. I watched a little bit last night. I'll watch a little bit more tonight.
1: Andy explain to me what's going on with the fascination of uh Bryson DeChambeau.
0: So last year, so Bryson DeChambeau has always been they kind of I think they call him the mad scientist on tour. Um he's very methodical in the way that he approaches the game and also at the same time very analytical and and, and and uh, applies a lot of math and probability to, to the way he plays the game. Uh, for instance, he's one of the few players on tour that has all of his irons at the exact same length. They're all at seven iron lengths. Okay. Uh, that's just – bas- that's basically unheard of. Uh, it's, it, it, they say it, it, it provides more consistency. Uh, it makes it easier to swing the club, uh, whatever. During the COVID break – and, I, and I'm guessing for probably most of the most of the off season, which if you look at the PGA Tour schedule, there really isn't much of an off season. They it's like they have the Tour Championship in Atlanta one week, and then they're at it again uh, with PGA Tour events like two weeks later. So, but Bryson has put on about fifty pounds of muscle. Okay, and because of the way he swings the club and the way that and the, and the things that he's worked on, he's now hitting drives. That are, are, that are approaching 400 yards on a regular basis. He had, had one yesterday that was 392 yards. Most of his drives is um, the previous. He didn't play. Le- so this week's tournament and last week's tournament are played at the same course. He didn't play last week. But the previous week, which I believe was the one up in Detroit, uh, he was, his, his average driving distance was like 364 for the entire week. It's just—it's absolutely insane what he's doing with the ball, and I mean, even like you know, Phil Mickelson is—he was on Twitter. They caught him. They caught a little uh, snippet of it, and just kind of took it out of context. And so he hits a drive. He's playing with Phil Mickelson, and Bryson hits a drive, and Phil goes, "Well, that's nasty." <laughs> so it's just—it's just—he's a very slow player. Um, he takes a lot of time reading putts and a lot of time, you know, analyzing putts. Um, he does the same thing with his, with his approach shots. He just, he, he's just very, very analytical. But to combine everything that he does with his, with his brain to now, apply, to now apply a physical aspect to it is creating kind of a monster.
1: Uh, so uh, how often are these guys in PGA hitting the ball 400 yards?
0: It used to be even just a couple years ago. Bubba Watson was one of the longest hitters on tour, and his long and he and he averaged about three thirty, three forty. Um, most four hundred yard drives were achieved in very dry conditions, downwind and downhill. Most of them were.
1: So, let me. I mean, so if we're seeing someone, what, what is the farthest drive that DeChambeau has hit so far?
0: not sure he may have may have done uh hit 140 yards
1: uh 440 and i'm looking because i was just wondering like where where does it end like is there a is there a limit to how far these guys with i mean physics and the ball and the technology that they're going to have i'm just wondering how far like we can we, we can talk about oh,
0: I, I can't imagine that there is anybody that can that this that this kind of stuff will be seen again. Uh by the way he hit one four hundred and twenty three yards yesterday. Now granted there was also a thirty five mile an hour wind blowing yesterday um at at uh at Mirfield mm-hmm. but at four hundred and twenty three yards uh, I believe is the longest one so far, or uh, 428 yards. Um, yeah, so he's some of his longest drives are over 420 yards this year.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm looking here. The official world record holder for longest drive is 551 yards by a man named Mike Dobbin, D-O-B-B-Y-N. The guy is six eight three ten. Um, so he's,
0: that's he there he's, though as long drive champions, what you need to look at is PGA tour,
1: right? And I'm just, I'm just looking at that. That's this, all I'm saying is just what the longest drive is just for an idea of what somebody could possibly hit. Um, as far as what it comes professional play, the record is held by a guy named Mike Austin, who drove it 515 yards in 1975,
0: uh, 74, he probably hit a cart path.
1: As, as I'm looking here, uh, he had, I guess he had a swing that was known as the Mike Austin swing. And he it does not say it says blasted it 65 yards past the hole. Does not really give an idea of what happened on that, that hole. Um, so that's it, it was, or sort of, you know, just one guy, one drive, five hundred and fifteen yards. But that's yeah, the I, that's the longest in PGA Tour competition. Yes. Okay. And to come back in nineteen to to have it happen in nineteen seventy four is is even more amazing.
0: Like right. because back then you got the, you got to think about too. You're using a tiny, tiny persimmon persimmon wood driver, and a wound golf ball. And Joe, what these balls were? It was a liquid core. With a very almost like a like a like a super Bowl almost, but mm-hmm. it had liquid inside of it, and it was wrapped with thousands of rubber bands, and then a a a, 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 a ballada, it was called balata uh, put a there was a of cover over the ball, and if you scold that ball, the ball was done. It had a huge it, it would get a huge smiley face in it. Right. So, but there's been talk. So most of the balls that these guys are playing this year. And have, and have been since about 2000, is a, is a variant of the Titleist Pro V1. One of the yeah. most popular golf balls in the world. The so three, f- it's a three-piece golf ball, and there's talk of for the professional ranks that there will be adjustments made to these three-piece golf balls to make them not go as far as they do.
1: How far do you hit it off the tee?
0: I'm not very long off the tee. I'm about 230 240.
1: Okay, and you uh you you have a you have your next match in the uh, the fan page club championship coming up on Thursday, don't you? That's correct, Thursday at uh, two twenty one, Joe. So don't forget to be there. I I Andy, we uh I, I I I will have to probably be mobile again as I will have not only work for uh I will I will have Claves online roundtable work uh but also probably work here as well. So I think I'm going to have to be mobile again. With you, uh, with you for that match, which worked out well. It worked out well last time. It did. And I think, I think we can make it even better this time after we get rid of all of your, uh, your first, uh, your first nine hiccups. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that seems to be the, uh, the big issue that we, uh, that we had. So,
0: right. I, I, unfortunately, Joe, even though I'm, I'm getting six strokes against this gentleman that I'm playing, um, I have a feeling that I'm going to uh, not have that luxury. To be able to uh, have any hiccups or have that many hiccups on the uh, on the front nine on. Uh, on-
1: All right. Well, we will uh, again, we'll we'll check in next uh, next Friday and see how you did in that as you will move on to the elite eight of the uh, of the fan page club championship. And uh, we look forward to uh, to that. So we will uh, we'll wrap up the the first segment here as we uh, as we roll on. Hey, I want to let people know that you can listen. I I recorded a, a kind of a long commercial infomercial, if you will, with Corey Inskip of the Inskip Law Firm. Talking about all the things that he is offering right now due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the ways that he can help you and how he goes about making it as safe as possible. That's up right now on the homepage at Clabesonline.com. You can hear him talk about everything that he is uh, that he is doing for his clients and you can uh, you can hear that in case, you know, you're you're as the numbers keep rising. I know the, the fear and the worry and a lot of people is still out there. The uncertainty is still out there. If you can do anything at all to put you and your family at a peace of mind. And one less thing to worry about. Corey is going to be there to help you out with that. So he is—he uh, is there to help. So go take a listen to that and uh, at the uh, Inskip Law Firm and see how Corey can uh, can help you out with that. That's I N S K I P uh, Law Firm is where you can find him. We take a break when we come back. Polo Asensio will be on with us right here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura here on KlabesOnline.com. Weekend Joe, driven by Munganess St. Louis Acura, here on ClaibesOnline.com, now the exclusive home of Weekend Joe. Hey, St. Louis Acura has received the Precision Team Award 28 times more than any other Acura dealership, In the United States, they have been serving the St. Louis area since 1986, located at 13720 Manchester Road in St. Louis. They are your premier realtor of new and used Acura vehicles in the nation. That is S St. Louis Acura, the title sponsor here of Weekend Joe, now on clavesonline.com. And welcome back into Weekend Joe, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura here on ClaibesOnline.com. One week away from the start of the 2020 Major League Baseball season and a uh, big announcement made this week as part of a new feature coming to ClaibesOnline.com next week as well. It's uh, going to be What's in the Cards with Joe and Polo each and every game day. And with that, we welcome in one half of the other sh- the show. The other half of the show, he is Polo Asensio, the play-by-play voice of the uh, Cardinal Spanish-speaking radio network. Polo, what's going on, my amigo? Hey, just first of all, you say the other half, the way you're
2: looking nowadays, it's like yeah. I'm three quarters, <laughs> you're one quarter. So <laughs> come on, you know, I mean, it, it has taken me a while to get this big. So, please give me my due, my, my proper due, uh, 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 what you call it, uh, uh, props or whatever you say. So, no, but Joe, thanks again. And as you know, I love to say munganess. It just, like, it just It just rolls, like, and now to be associated with them and with you. I mean, thank you for, for uh, you know, approaching me. And, and I need to be honest with you. Uh, when I met you first, I didn't like you at all. Um, yeah. You were, you, were, you were wearing, like, an Italian Look, nothing against Italians, please don't, 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 don't start canceling I me got, on social media. I want to know media. where
1: you're going with this. I'm, I'm intrigued to know where you're going yeah. with this. So I'm, you, I'm locked in right now. You were wearing like a fake, like a
2: faux leather jacket, like a black jacket, I think. Okay. And okay. And then your hair was very slick back. Okay. So you had like a, like a total like, Tony Vito, you know, Leonardo Italian look. And I was like, "Who is this guy? I mean, why, 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 why is he walking around here like he owns the place? Is he part of the mafia?
1: What's going on with him?" Interesting, because and- I'm going to call you on bullshit right now, Polo. Because I don't even own a black leather jacket. So well, I mean, you, you were, you were wearing something, <laughs> something. You were
2: wearing like a long shirt that looked. That looked like you were hiding like a gun or a shotgun under it. And and we're ready to defend you were ready to defend your your jefe, your boss, your godfather.
3: Oh, and, and then we started God.
2: talking and I'm like, who is this prick, man? Get the <laughs> hell out of here, Joe. And then next thing you know, you know, you're calling me a few months later or a year later, whatever. Hey Bolo, what do you think if we do this? I'm like, yeah, why not? I can like you if you're gonna pay me. So yeah, I like you now. <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, so, what's in the uh, what's in the cards will be driven by Mungadass St. Louis Acura, and as you mentioned, bringing you into it, it's a uh, a place that, that claims he has bought two cars from the folks at Munganas really? Acura my car is from S. alton toyota so it's a uh, it's a company that we have worked with uh, many times and polo when we uh, when we start doing this you'll be able to talk about the uh, the car that they will be giving you to drive all around st louis while you are here as it was announced this week for 30 home games of the uh, of the 60 And I know, I know that you would much rather be doing 81 games this uh, this year, plus a postseason. But I know that you are very, very happy to have baseball back and be able to do a uh, 30 game season. How do you know I'm happy? Because I I know you, Polo, and I know you want to get kind of microphone and call baseball games. So I know you're happy and I'm going to say that you're happy.
2: That is true. That is true, Joe. I am.
1: all today? I, I, of problems today. I, what, is, what is going on? Hey, what's, what's going on out there in L.A. that's no, uh,
2: causing this? I no, mean, no, no. Is it cold for you? It's the excitement, bro. It's the excitement that, the, you know, we're we're ready. You know, we, we've been waiting for since March to, to come back and say baseball is here, which, by the way, it's not because we have the start of the season. Okay, don't get me wrong. We are we are all looking forward for, uh, for Thursday when, when uh, there's two games, the, the, the world champion nationals, the Yankees, Dodgers, and, and Giants play. And then on Friday, we play, the Cardinals play, and cannot wait to, to be uh, at home at Bush Stadium from uh, a, a very clean Bush Stadium because we had a, a call with, uh, with protocol and all that uh, for MLB. And, and believe me, They want to make sure that nothing goes wrong and everybody needs to have their stuff ready and and clean and and be on top of things because they're not joking around. MLB is not joking around with who goes in the stadium. Where do you stand? Where do you sit? Who do you talk to? They want you to go in, do your job, and get out. So no more mingling, no more sitting at the press box, no more eating in the press box diner, which there's not going to be any food, so... If any restaurant in uh, St. Louis want to sponsor my food uh, intake for the games, please uh, follow me on, on Twitter or uh, Instagram. And uh, I will be more than happy to eat your food and tell everybody how good it is, even if it's not. But, um, you know, that's what, that's what we're doing, man. The, 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 the season is here. 60 games in total, 30 games for Benji Molina and I. And, and um, to say that this is going to be a, an interesting, weird season... I, I think everybody everybody agrees with me. Let let's see what what happens. You know, let's see which teams uh, start hot and maybe stay hot and, and get into the playoffs. And let's see who, which of the uh, so-called favorite teams have a five, six, seven-game losing streak and gets them out of the season, uh, out of the playoffs. It's it's gonna be interesting, man. Once the the ball starts rolling and the and the the bat starts, uh, uh, to keep on swinging and the. Gloves start start popping. Everybody's going to be okay. Everybody's going to be all right with the season. And, uh, again, I, I, you're right. I am excited and can't wait to get to St. Louis. I'll be flying in next uh, Tuesday and be there. And, and um, you know, I, I'm glad to be back in St. Louis. I, I'm more than happy to be back, uh, regardless of, of what's going on with, with, the, uh, with, the, uh, with the COVID or coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be hard to leave my family back in, 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 in California, but they understand, uh, you know, luckily my kids are, are older now and they've been taking care of themselves, my wife, the same, uh, myself. And uh, hopefully, you know, we finish the season and everybody goes home uh, happy and healthy. That's, that's the main goal. I think, obviously, winning the World Series will be great for, for the Cardinals and anybody else, of course. But I think with this season, uh, going home after the 60 games or the playoffs, uh healthy that that should be you know that should be a, like a trophy since everybody gets a trophy nowadays um we should get a trophy just for finishing the season healthy if that happens and i and i am i am very uh um, very very, very uh, uh, uh positive about it i think people are taking care of themselves you know a couple of days ago the numbers came out on all the tests the mlb has been conducting 0.1% of all the tests have come back uh, positive, which is a very, very low number, and hopefully we keep them like that with MLB, and hopefully also you know, the nation goes back to not being as, as, uh, as, as sick and scared as we were three or four months ago.
1: Yeah. One of the uh, one of the really nice things uh, that I think fans will get by listening to the uh, to the daily podcast. And by the way, I, I do want to let people know, Polo, you like we're only planning on doing five, 10 minute episodes on this. Like it is going to be quick to the point. Here's, oh, yeah. you know, lineups and kind of stats and things to look at for and, the game. That's, no, yeah. that's the
2: thing, Joe. That's the thing. I think and I'm not the producer. I think you are who knows what the producer is. Um, <laughs> um, but we need to start from the get go. We need to, we need to give people the lineup as we come in. Yeah. Because after the lineup, who knows what's going to come out of your mouth or mind.
1: That's you right. Know, to, yeah. We want to get we, people informed at what, about what is going to happen in the game. And, and where I was going with that was to, to say, you have a unique relationship with a lot of these players because of, you know, a lot of these players that are Latino, they will they They. you and you and them communicate differently than I would you you talk to them in a language that they were they grew up talking and therefore Polo you get more out of them in some cases than anybody else in the media will so you will get a chance to talk to some of these guys more than anybody else in the media will have a chance to and, and thus you might have some more insight on things that uh, that other people will not.
2: You know, and, and not to uh, toot my horn, as, as some people say, but it's not only the language, Joe, uh, because you speak, you speak English, and that doesn't mean that you have a great relationship with anybody or everybody who speaks English in the Cardinals, right? Yeah, Harrison bader and,
1: and I aren't hanging out on the weekends, yeah.
2: And there you go. Hopefully you were wearing a mask. I know he's like, you know, what's up? If he I does. you know
1: what I would want to get into uh I would want to get into Bader's closet and probably borrow some of his clothes if we had hey, that his relationship. Shoes, bro. His shoes. The man the man knows how to dress. I uh, I will give He's, him that. Yeah. He is team short shorts, like super short shorts. Polo, so, if um, you did as many leg days as he did during uh quarantine, would you not want you to show off those legs? How do,
2: how do you know I don't?
1: I haven't seen well, you I posting did. pictures in short shorts. Okay, I will I will
2: send you a picture of
1: my legs as soon as we're done all right and i'm gonna post it on uh on get out of here man. <laughs> <laughs> I, better, I better not
2: so what were we talking about oh, about your about relationship the, with the, the hispanic, hispanic players, players. yeah <laughs> and, and and it's not so much well of course you know speaking in spanish uh to them helps a lot but it's also the way you approach people man it's it's also the way you 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 give them their space and, and i and i don't consider them my friends because you know we're at a different level but then when players uh, ask you for your number, or when players tell you, "Hey, uh, where do you go eat here?" "Hey, what what can we do that?" "Hey, where do you live?" I need a I need because a couple of players approached me. "Hey, you know what do you think? Where are you staying?" And I can tell you that the building that I'm going to uh, uh, live at, uh, there's going to be at least three players living there because I told them, "Hey, you know what? That's a good place. It's cheap. It's close by. It's 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 safe. You should you should look into it." And they have and They're going to live there. So like right. you said, there yeah, there's more than just uh, more than just uh, 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 the, the the language, you need to be approachable and give everybody their space. Um, I can tell you something that you know I'm, I'm just gonna say out there. I've been in, in communication with uh, Giovanni Gallegos, who is not in camp right now in San Luis, and all I can tell you that he is he's he's fine. He's throwing. He is practicing, and he is ready to to come to San Luis when he is. When you know, whenever he, whenever he comes back to San Luis, he's gonna be ready to throw, because he's been throwing, right? And, and that is as much as I can tell you. But just, I know people are concerned about him, what's going on, and blah blah blah. But the, the kid is happy, the kid is ready. He is training. He hasn't stopped practicing, you know. Uh, and and you know, he's one of the guys. Hey, hey, Polo, how are you gonna do this? How are we gonna do that? Say, hey, this is what it is. This is what it's not. So, and and that is a, a relationship that you that you um. That you basically uh, uh, you grow with with uh at uh, hola como estás and then it turns into a, a trust thing and next thing you know like I said you know people are, are texting me or people are sending me a a, a, a video of something stupid on WhatsApp and you know, just the, a relationship that grows and I, I will I will to say that I will take advantage I don't know if that sounds a little too uh too harsh for some people but I'm not gonna take advantage of that but I will use it to inform the, the, the fans, uh, to right. talk to the fans about, hey, you know, Yari is doing this, or Mundo Sosa is doing that, Alex Reyes is doing this, Carlos Martinez is doing that. Dude, the other day I was doing a, an Instagram Live, which I don't do that often, and guess who comes up and, and, and requests to be on my Instagram Live? Carlos I, Martinez. Yeah. So, and he was he was sitting on the stands uh, during one of the inter-squad games. And I told him hey what are you doing they' said, well I pitched yesterday they told me I was gonna pitch I was not going to pitch today so I'm sitting in the stand so he gave us like a good you know three minutes of the of the game that was going on and then I told him hey so if they tell you during the season that you're not gonna pitch you have the choice right to either show up to the stadium but always be apart from the team not in the dugout because we're not gonna play why don't you just come up to the booth and give us a couple of innings Ooh. and you know and, and he said, Hey, maybe that's a good idea, so you better believe I'm going to ask. Most likely the answer is going to be no. Nobody can do that. But, hey, again, I'm going to ask, and if they say no, they say no. Like, you know, to be a Hall of Famer, all you have to do is get three yeses out of ten questions. So if I ask ten times and they say seven times they say no, but three times they say yes, guess who's going to be on the Hall of Fame to Amigo Polo?
1: Yeah. And, you know, on top of that with technology and I think with everything that we have learned these past few months with, you know, how to communicate and how to connect with people, there's no, there, I mean, there's no reason why, you know, they're, they're not going to want Carlos sitting in the dugout next to people. Carlos no. can go sit in section 120 and he could just get on his phone and do a Zoom chat with you guys while you're on the air. Yeah, that's,
2: that's, that's true. That is very, very true. And those are... Things that I, I think are going to be um, added to a lot of the broadcast because, again, this is going to be a very interesting season. There's going to be at least at the beginning no fans in the stands, so fans want to have an experience like like never before. Which means maybe during the game, like you said, have a player call in and and, and get involved with the with the uh, with the with the game or have a, like a, a Facebook live during the game going on things like that. So people and fans feel like they are in the stadium with us. And even though they're not in there, they're going to feel and hopefully enjoy it in a very different way. And, and I was talking to, to, to the, uh, the VP of uh, broadcasting and marketing for the Cardinals Dan Farrell and Ms. Ann Carroll who oversee the, all of the broadcast and, and especially ours. And I was saying, hey, this is going to be a very uh, important season for everybody, right? But when it comes down to broadcasting and radio and TV, I think social media is going to play a very important um, role because everybody's on their phones, even when you're in the stadium. So now if you're home watching the game on TV and you're going to be on your phone, so imagine having two, three different angles, not only the one on TV, but also like have stuff on your phone where you can – Interact with the broadcasters, or like you said, even with the players that are not playing. That that's going to be important for MLB, not only for the Cardinals, for but for everybody to take to take advantage of that. And we've seen the uh, the catchers cam lately. You know, every other intra squad game all around the the, uh, the 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 MLB. A lot of the catchers have a mask, and and I I mean I I haven't heard that that's going to be a thing during the broadcast this year. But I wouldn't be surprised. You know, the pack, the catchers have a, a helmet a mask, like a GoPro, and you're going to be in the action during the game. Things like that need to be happening because, like I said, fans are going to need something else than just the regular broadcast, regular view from home or their phone. So that's the way we need to use technology and drag them in. You know, drag them in, bring in the new... uh. The new uh, uh, generations of fans, you know, use TikTok and, of course, Instagram and Twitter and, and just use social media for the for for, for good with MLB. And I know uh, Benji and I, when we do the broadcast, we do some of it before the game and sometimes during the game uh, in between the innings. Obviously, we cannot broadcast on our phone uh, what we're doing during the game. But in between innings, we do once in a while, you know, send a tweet or 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 Instagram live or things like that and I understand and I know fans really like it and how do I understand and how do I know? One, they let us know. And two, because I'm always a fan. Like you, I'm always a fan. And who doesn't like the inside? Who doesn't like to be behind the scenes at anything? Everybody. Right. So if you're a, if you're a fan, if you're enjoying that, leave me once the doors open again, you're going to come into the stadium and you're going to be happier, you're going to feel a lot more part of the team, any team that you cheer or or go for, any team that does that is gonna is gonna create a lot new a lot new a lot more uh, new fans and obviously a lot more excitement around their season.
1: You were, you were mentioning the catcher Cam. Uh, your broadcast partner is Benji Molina, the brother of Yadi. Uh, I I, I want to talk a little bit about Yachty and what yes. this short season might do. For him, because it, we know that in a 162 game season, Yadier Molina does not like taking days off ever. He he they they almost have to hide his glove and his gear to give him a day off.
2: Hey Joe. Hey, let's not yes. forget.
1: Let's not forget
2: that what was it in 18? He got a testicle. One of his text- testicles explode or, or the something down there exploded, right? I'm sorry yes. if I'm being graphic, but that's no, what yeah, happened.
1: No, you, I and, mean, we don't th- I don't think we need to go into this much detail because yeah. it's painful to talk about. But, but no,
2: no, no, but, and that happened with
1: let's a us hey, yeah go, Let's go hockey and just say he had a lower body injury. No, that, this <laughs> is more than an injury, bro. This is
2: more than an injury. And, and the guy, he walked to the dugout. He wanted to stay in the game. And they told them, no, no, no. If you cannot move a lot, no. So he walked the dog out not knowing what he had. Then, you know, they do the x-rays and all that. And then it, it, he goes on the DL or IL, whatever it was back then, uh, for 30 days or 40, 50 days. So that is what th- – that's basically what you need to say about Yachty. And I can tell you, you know, knock on wood, unless something happens to him and I think it's not nothing's going to happen to him, he's going to play – of the sixty games of the regular season, the guy's going to play sixty-five.
1: Right, you know? that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like in the having yeah, and, and this I did much time, off, like his. I did. I did say sixty-five. Yes. His, I mean, his. He's going to come into this, and uh, he is going to be probably fresher than he has been in maybe ten years of his career. Have you seen him? Have you seen him? I saw a picture of him Dude. the other day. He looks like he is. He has slimmed down even more. Oh yeah.
2: He he's getting ready for a marathon. I think. I mean, I, I I that that's another guy that you know. Once in a while, I shoot him a, a message, or he even sends me a message, or he will call me. Just uh, he the other day, uh, I was in my house, and he sends me uh, the thing with Yadi. Um, he doesn't really. He doesn't only call you. He sends you FaceTime, like right. he wants to see your face as he talks to you. Um, and he calls me, and I answer, and he's like, hey, I was listening to, to uh, I was here at my, at my house watching, um, watching um, YouTube, and then I, the mariachi song came out, and I thought of you, so I decided to call you. I mean, how cool mm-hmm. is that, right? So, <laughs> and, and, and the guy, he has lost a, a lot of weight, and he is running a mile under 10 minutes, and, I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible, that the stuff that he's doing, He just turned, what, 36, 37? I don't even know how old he is now. Um, And, and, you know, he's going in um, the last uh, year of his contract. And let's see what happens next season. He already said that if he doesn't sign with the Cardinals, he's going to sign somewhere else. And now with the 60-game season, he really wants to come back.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I feel like a lot of a lot of players are going to look at this as not being a real season. If they that, just spending one year here, could you imagine having traded for a guy and just getting him for one year and now this is that year? Uh, it, maybe it's a good thing that the Cardinals didn't pull that trigger on Nolan Arenado back in yeah. February right now, because mm-hmm. who who knows what they would have given up at the time for it. And now you kind of look at it and go, okay, let's revisit it another, another time. Uh, the other side of that Yadier Molina injury was Jordan Hicks, who yeah. has uh, so far for this day is the only Cardinal that has opted out of the 2020 season. And it, it seems like the smart move. It, it seems like everything that surrounding, that's surrounding him, with the diabetes and the um and the recovery from Tommy John, it just seems way too it makes too much sense for him just to sit out the entire season.
2: Yeah, no yeah and uh, I don't know if you read the like after he opted out, uh, a report came out, I believe it was uh, shilty in one of the zoom calls uh, he mentioned that that his uh, his rehab his rehab had taken a step back like something to do with the shoulder or his elbow so they decided hey, you know what we're going to shut you down for a little bit. Might as well just, you know, take it easy. It's not worth it for you because at the end, it's your health, it's your life, and we don't want you to get sick, you know? Yeah. So, so he, he opted out, and, and like like you've seen around the league, a lot of players have been opting out for different reasons. Uh, let's see what happens, man. And, and talking about those 60-game uh, those, those trades, I mean, look at the Dodgers, man. The, that's the biggest one. Uh, uh, they gave up. Uh, a really good prospect or, or you know, a reality, because he already played with them uh, for at least a year, Alex uh, Verdugo and a couple of uh, minor leaguers for Mookie Betts. Now Mookie Betts has 60 games with the Dodgers. Hopefully he helps them do whatever they're, th- they want to do. But if not, hey, you lose three prospects for Mookie Betts and uh, 60 days of Mookie Betts, and at the end he's going to be a free agent. And, you know, word is that he's going to want a lot of money, like you said with, with Nolan. Now, all of a sudden, if there's a trade in the books – Maybe the Cardinals can give a lot less for him because it's going to be only one month of the, of the season. Then Nolan can opt out at the end of this year, I believe. And who knows what's going to happen. So now, I, I guess uh, sometimes the, 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 what was what, it saying? The best trades are the ones you don't make. So maybe this one was a, a good one for, for, for that same reason. And now, if, if it happens to happen, hey, maybe it will be a lot cheaper and a lot better for the Cardinals.
1: Yeah, uh, that is a Polo Asensio, and We will be starting our own daily Cardinal podcast right here on clabsonline.com. The first episode will drop next Friday afternoon. We'll drop. Where it'll drop. It we'll yeah, drop? It'll drop. Yeah, it'll drop. Yes. That's, drop that's it the, like it's hot. That's the lingo. That's okay. what people say. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. So as soon as we get the lineups, we're going to sit down, we're going to record something and we are going to put it out there for you to listen to a short podcast each and every game day for the 60 game regular season. Plus the entire postseason that the Cardinals will be a part of as well. And uh, Polo next Friday when we talk we will be uh we'll we'll be discussing the uh, the car that uh, that Munganaz is also giving you to drive around uh, uh drive around for the season. I got an email here too during this. Uh it's all I see is it's going to be an SUV. So that's wow. what I'm being told, an SUV. I hey, think... why wh- wh- why is that? Why is that an SUV? because I'm Mexican. Come on now. I don't th- I don't I mean, I, is that a thing? I didn't know that was a, I didn't know that was a correlation. Well, I didn't because, know that was because, a because
2: hey, because we have big families. You know, Latinos have big families, so we drive SUVs. I don't... So I'm going to Gee, I don't think kidding. that's
1: a. Th- I don't think that's a thing.
2: <laughs> hey, I can say that because I'm Mexican. And I'm Latino. If you say no. it,
1: then it's bad.
2: Okay. <laughs> if I say it, how, how cool is that? If I say it, that's that's gets great. It's funny, ha But if you, Joe, say it, we're gonna cancel you, man, on social media.
1: Okay. Well, I think no? I, I think I think what I've been told is you're getting a Toyota Highlander, and Oof. you'll yeah. So it's a it's a lot of car. So hopefully you can handle that for the uh, for the season. On top of that polo, we will also be talking to you next Wednesday where uh Klabes and I are hosting an NL Central Roundtable talking wait about all hour. of the uh, the teams in the National League and you will be on the panel for uh, for that show next Wednesday. A very 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 busy week next week here on KlaibsOnline.com. as it's opening week. The final week of July, opening week for Major League Baseball. Oh, yeah. I know it all, makes, all it makes sudden, no sudden, sense at all.
2: <laughs> no, it makes no sense, and all of a sudden, it hits you. It, it hits you like a hundred and five mile an hour fastball from from Jordan Hicks, uh, right in the ball. Yep. <laughs> Did I didn't say that? That's wrong. What's wrong with you, Joe? Jeez, <laughs> man. You see, man, I was right. I was right about you. But anyway, I'm getting, I'm getting a Highlander, so I'll do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll even say I like you for that, Highlander.
1: <laughs> All right, Polo, we will uh, hey, uh, plug your uh, show on La Vida Baseball, too.
2: Man, we're having so much fun. Obviously, well, it is in Spanish. If you want to learn some Spanish, please uh, uh, watch it. Uh, we have uh, mostly baseball players. Last This last one, we had a, a, a singer, a very popular singer for Tex-Mex Music. His name is Ricardo Muñoz. It was a lot of fun. So watch it. It's, uh, it goes live every Thursday on La Vida Baseball at uh, 12 noon Chicago. Uh, well, that's it. Well, yeah, Chicago time, but San Luis time. And uh, then it stays on, on, on the page and you can watch it anytime you want. So La Vida Baseball, Pólvora, Voz y Diamante. It's the name of the show.
1: And that is the, uh, the, the what is it? The voice, the, it's, it's, the, the it's, diamond, it's, the voice, yeah. and the guitar. No, Pólvora right. is
2: the TNT, the powder, the dynamite.
1: Ah, the dynamite. Okay. Yes. So
2: it's dynamite, dynamite, voice, and diamond. Dynamite is uh, because one of the one of the guys in the show, there's three of us. His name is uh, Pliego Villarreal. He's a bass player, one of the, the better bass players in Mexico. Uh, he is part of the show. He's a huge baseball fan. The diamond is a Mexican ball player. He's been playing uh, for the last, what, 15 years in all Mexican leagues. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame for uh, the Mexican Baseball Hall of Fame. And then his name is uh, Jesse Jesus Castillo. And then there's me, tu amigo, La Voz, Polo Asensio. So it should be fun, man. It should be a lot of fun.
1: All right, Polo. Thank you so much, man. We will talk to you uh, a few times next week. Can't wait.
2: All right, Joe. Thank you. And hey. Uh, thanks again for, for uh, inviting me to do this, this podcast. I am very excited. And to say that we're going to be different than everybody, I don't even know if we're going to be different than everybody else because I don't even know what this is about. So most likely it will be a little different. And like I said, do not miss the first minute because that's the lineup. After that, God knows what we're going to say. God knows. <laughs> Polo, we'll talk
1: to you soon. <laughs> All right, Joe. Bye, man. That's Polo Asensio, the Spanish-speaking play-by-play voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. Just a, a quick note on that. Every time that Polo and I get set to record an interview, I think today he asked me, what are we going to do, like 15 minutes here? And I told him, I'll tell you yes, but you know that we always go well over that. I think we, we, we're we closing in on about 30 minutes there for that interview. So when when we tell you that the daily podcast is going to be about 10 minutes, I'm hoping. I think that Polo and I are going to go into it every day, assuming it's just we're we're going to try to do five minutes, and that way it will turn into. Ten, but still, we're going to keep it short. Again, that uh, that will start on July twenty fourth. July twenty fourth is when you can uh, when you can start listening to that. It'll be it'll drop sometime in the afternoon before the Cardinals season opener against the Pittsburgh Pirates next Friday night. Uh, and that that show, the uh, What's in the Cards with Joe and Polo, will be driven much like this show by Munganash St. Louis Acura the uh, and hey they want to uh, they want to buy your car over there at Munganas St. Louis Acura if you're looking to sell right now now is the time they are looking to buy you can contact their sales team to set up an appointment or you can go online and set all, it up, all of it up there online at stlouisacura.com at stlouisacura.com uh Jamie over there told me that the the pre-owned cars are the ones they are they're just going so fast right now. So if you have a car and you are looking to sell it, they are looking to buy it. there at Munganass St. Louis Acura. Take a break, come back. Andy Hansman and I are going to come back for a uh, for a conversation, for a topic that I saw earlier this week. We're, uh, we're going to discuss that. Chris Myers from Fox Sports coming up after that. So a, a busy show once again right here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. Munganass. Alton Toyota, right here on clavesonline.com. This is Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, right here on clavesonline.com. Hey, have you thought about uh, buying or selling your home here in St. Louis? Well, Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker Gundaker. He can help you out in doing so. Been selling and buying homes for a few decades now. You can call him at 314-503-4999. That's 314-503-4999. That's Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker Gundaker. and we're back here on clabsonline.com it's weekend joe driven by munganas st louis acura you just heard from polo ascencio chris myers coming up in just a uh, just a bit but andy as uh, as i welcome you back into the uh, to the show I, I there are a lot of times i make fun of articles like these or i used to make fun of articles like these but i should say that over the past 4 months articles like these were very necessary Where they just want you to click on something. I mean, these writers need something to write about. They need some these websites need something to get you to go to. And this one got me. Andy, it is the you know the acronym the GOAT. Yeah. The greatest of all time. Right. Yahoo Sports did a tournament for who is the GOAT of all goats. Oh wow. So Andy, the first round, I mean, it started off somewhat pretty simple. Uh, the number one seed was, it was one, they, they just came out with 16. The 16, what they determined were the greatest athletes of all time. Okay. So it was Wayne Gretzky. We're in the final four now. So I'm reading you what the round of 16 looked like. Andy, you're getting uh, what the final four are right now. Okay. So one versus 16 was Wayne Gretzky versus John Jones. Okay. Eight versus nine was Babe Ruth versus Serena Williams. What? Five versus 12 was Michael Phelps versus Lionel Messi. Four versus 13 was Muhammad Ali against Anika Sorenstam. Two versus 15 was Michael Jordan versus Cheryl Miller. Seven versus 10 was Mia Hamm versus Tom Brady. Six versus 11 was Mario Andretti against Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods being the 11th seed, by the way. And then number three versus number fourteen was Roger Federer against friend of the show, Amanda Nunes. Huh. As I okay. look through this list, by
0: the way. So I have not I have not seen this, Joe. Yeah, as I look through this list, by the no. way, I have only I want, interviewed
1: And I want to guess real quick. So r- okay. run real quick. I was just gonna say I have only interviewed one of these sixteen, and that would be Amanda Nunes. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Yes. All right, so All right, what, so what are four? you about to guess?
0: Well, I, run through them real quick again.
1: <clears throat> well, here, I'll go. So we're in the final four now, Andy. So instead of going through game by game, what I will do is I will give you the four in the bracket. So I will give you the the, the quadrants, and you tell me of these four names I mentioned who you think is in the final four of okay. the four names, okay? okay? Okay, good. Wayne Gretzky, John Jones, Babe Ruth, Serena Williams. Serena. No, Wayne Gretzky. Okay. Wayne Gretzky is the overall one seed. Okay. The next quadrant, Michael Jordan, Cheryl Miller, Mia Hamm, Tom Brady. Jordan. Yes. Uh, Next quadrant, Mario Andretti, Tiger Woods, Roger Federer, Amanda Nunes. Roger Federer. No, Tiger Woods beat Roger Federer in really? the uh, yeah in the in the second round. Okay, and then uh, I I'm going to say Andy. I will say you will get this one wrong. Okay, Michael Phelps, Lionel Messi, Muhammad Ali, Annika Kournikova. My my gut
0: says to go bet- to pick between Muhammad Ali and Michael Phelps, but it seems that they would steal votes from each other. So I'm going to say Lionel Messi.
1: Uh Lionel Messi lost to Michael Phelps in the first round. I figured you would pick Muhammad Ali, which is why I thought I said you would get it wrong. It's Michael Phelps. Okay. So it's Wayne Gretzky versus Michael Phelps, Michael Jordan versus Tiger Woods.
0: Oh man. How and you if you were
1: yeah, if, if you were to just tell me that, hey, pick the Mount Rushmore of greatest athletes of all time. That's it. I really, really think that, first of all, I, I think it would be damn near impossible to only give you four. I think I would end up giving you six or eight names and cheat. But these four names would absolutely 100% be in that list of six or eight names that I would give you. Oh,
0: without a doubt, 100%. Yeah. And Joe, I, I'm, I'm going to go on the limb. I'm, I'm going to predict that Michael Phelps
1: wins that whole thing. What's funny, I also would say Michael Phelps.
0: Yeah. Like, we're,
1: hey, we're not Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith here. We, we didn't plan this segment ahead of time so we could scream and yell at each other about who's right and who's wrong. Right. Like, that was just natural. That as, I mean, God, Wayne Gretzky is so far and ahead when it comes to the records he holds in the NHL. But Tiger Woods is probably the greatest golfer of all time. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. And one of the greatest champions of all time. But damn it, Michael Phelps has won so many <laughs> gold medals at the Olympics. Just
0: in terms of being a raw athlete. Raw, just raw athleticism. It, it has to be Michael Phelps. It has to be.
1: I mean what he did on the Olympic stage the one year of winning what was it eight gold medals
0: yeah i think that was either uh Beijing in 08 or London in 12
1: i think i Beijing in 08 sounds was, right
0: i think it was Beijing
1: but just to to do that in that one year i that i think he i mean i i would not be surprised if he wins this
0: no, I wouldn't be either.
1: Yeah, but Yahoo, Yahoo Sports has it up right now. I wanted to kind of, you know, throw that out there. It's I think it's fun to debate who is uh, the greatest of all time. I don't know why. I mean, Tom Brady's on there for his championships, but sure to put Tom to have Tom Brady be your the I guess what's the word your representative in this for the uh, for football. I don't like that.
0: No, that's not. Uh, no, that's not really right. There's much better at, There's much better athletes in the NFL than Tom Brady. I think. Right, especially
1: when you talk about all time
0: of all time
1: of all time. Like, and like Tom Brady is one on this list that you could see getting surpassed. Right. I mean, you could see him getting passed over. Absolutely. And I think as far as like eras go, like as I as I look through here this list, you you think about who can get surpassed in their sport. Like Babe Ruth, you can make an argument today about certain athletes being better than Babe Ruth. I mean, when you just talk about, you know, yeah, the era was different and, and this and that, but I think you can easily make an argument that Babe Ruth maybe shouldn't have been the 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 person that they put up for baseball. But like nobody, uh, John Jones also, John Jones could be surpassed. I think at UFC, I think right now it's probably, you you could probably sit here and have a huge debate over who, who would be better than John Jones when it came to that. And uh, especially when you look at all of the other issues that John Jones has had over the years,
0: that's definitely argue me or arguably that he's on that list.
1: Yeah. Like Serena Williams, there's no argument there.
0: The problem is, is that with back to Babe Ruth for a second, I mean, still synonymous with baseball. I I can't think of a name, another name that really just says baseball. That's, that's also a tremendous athlete. Can you?
1: I, I, but I mean, it's all different. Like it's all subjective though. I, there's, you, you look at someone like right now, like a Mike Trout. And you're telling me that if he that he is so good at baseball uh, that if he didn't set his mind to something else at another at a younger age, that he couldn't have excelled in that. But they, I think that's the case for all athletes. I think that's they, the case for every single athlete out they, there, that they are they are, you know, one percent of the one percent when it comes to how gifted they are, that they were, you know what? They were going to be a professional athlete no matter what they chose.
0: But. Babe Ruth had national appeal. Now, I mean, everybody in the world knew who Babe Ruth right. was. Everybody knew who Babe Ruth was. Hey,
1: everybody in the I, world I, knew I, who Barry Bonds I, was?
0: I think, you, I think you have to kind of be a baseball fan to know the name Mike Trout. If I go back and, and, and talk what to What about Mrs. Barry
1: Bonds? What about Barry Bonds?
0: Um. So I, I, I'm imagining a conversation with Mrs. Hanselman if I would ask her if she knew who Mike Trout was, it would be an astounding no. Right. She would have heard the name Barry Bonds. She probably couldn't tell me anything about Barry Bonds, but she could, she could tell me a little bit more about Babe Ruth. I think Babe Ruth <sighs> still has that national staying power and just right. the, the name that it's, it's just like how Jordan is synonymous with basketball and, and Tiger Woods is synonymous with golf. And uh, I, I don't know if Roger Federer is the name synonymous with tennis still. I mean, I think, I think you still go back to guys like Jimmy Connors and and John McEnroe and Bjorn Borg uh, to find. The, I mean, Jimmy Connors is probably really the name associated with tennis. That if you say the name Jimmy Connors, someone's going to know what that is. Right. Wayne yes. Wayne Gretzky with hockey. Uh, Serena Williams with with women's tennis. Um, those again just. Name that people are going to just household names
1: here. I'm going to Andy. I'm about to say something controversial about this uh, bracket. Okay. Bring it. Let's hear it. Cheryl Miller should have beat Michael Jordan in the uh, first round. You know what, Joe?
0: I don't think you're wrong.
1: Like, we're sitting here debating whether or not Michael Jordan should be, like, if if LeBron or Michael Jordan, you know, as far as that goes, people some people argue Kobe. There is not one person in the world that would ever argue that Cheryl Miller is not the greatest women's basketball player of all time.
0: I, I would absolutely tend to agree.
1: Cheryl Miller was the best basketball player in her family. And her brother gave Michael Jordan a run for his money many nights out there. Yeah. Cheryl Miller should have beaten Michael Jordan.
0: Has Cheryl Michael ever played a little game of one on one? Have you ever? Has it ever been taped?
1: I nothing. I've I've never seen the footage. But you you want to you you think that in the year two thousand twenty, go all the way back to nineteen eighty three. You don't think there was ever a single time in the world that Michael Jordan and Cheryl Miller run the court at the same time and played a game of horse?
0: It it it's had to have happened, right? It's had to have happened,
1: right? That they, uh, you don't think Cheryl Miller would have talked trash the same way Reggie did, and tried to tried to goad Michael into playing a game? I mean, that, all you gotta—it's not—it's not hard to talk Michael Jordan into doing something.
0: Well, just and that, throw just that, throw
1: money out there.
0: That was made right, and that was also made evident in in the in the documentary uh, that in, that was on uh, ESPN earlier this year. Right. And that pretty much—if you talk trash to Michael Jordan. He was going to take your bait, whether there was money on the line or not, mainly for his pride. Yep. But yeah, I I, <laughs> I don't disagree that Cheryl Miller should have. Been, I mean, I I know it's not real
1: great radio
0: to say. Yeah, I agree with you, Joe, everything you say, but it's it's not wrong. <laughs>
1: No, it's really not. So again, find it out. Um, it find it is available. Yahoo Sports has it. So it's uh, it's there for you to uh, to look at and, and find it there. So uh, yeah, you can you can see it there. Hey, we're gonna take another break when we come back. Well, Chris Myers uh, Fox Sports talk a little baseball with him. Mostly NL Central talk with Chris Myers, uh, Fox Sports now, the Marquee Network too, up in Chicago. Talk to him right after this. It's weekend Joe Driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, here on com. You're listening to Weekend Joe, now on com. driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, also sponsored by the Collinsville Auto Body. Collinsville Auto Body, 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. Sponsor of, uh, well, my many shows on many different platforms for about 10 years now. Collinsville Auto Body, they'll work with most insurance providers to get you back on the road fast. That's 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. Collinsville Auto Body. And welcome back into Weekend Joe, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura, here exclusively on KlabesOnline.com. We are one week away from the start of baseball in 2020, so I thought we'd go out to a, a familiar voice when it comes to, well, pretty much every sport that's out there, as he is from Fox Sports. He
3: is Chris Myers. What's going on, Chris? How are you? I'm I'm good. Uh, optimistic about live sports returning. We've had some of it, and hopefully, we'll have more of it with the baseball, football, and, and the things that uh, that help people feel good about uh, about the sports world.
1: I, I got it. I mean, for someone that, like you that does so much when it comes to baseball, NASCAR, football, dog shows that that you've recently added to <laughs> your uh, resume, what has the last four months been like for you? Uh, trying to, I mean, with, I mean, a lot of time off, probably.
3: Yeah. And like everybody uh, adjusting and I I guess the, the, you know, you hope everybody's okay. We we hope we learn more information about what's going on and then, and then we adapt to that. There's been stops and and, and starts. And I, I guess that's the toughest thing is just trying to schedule Your your life around a season as a fan. You know you grow up. Go hey, you go from you know baseball, football. And there's a cycle here. And here you uh, everything was on hold. And then okay, we're gonna have this, and we're gonna try this, and now we're moving this back. So I think I mean it. it, It's been you know you prepare uh, and and you want to be as ready as you can be, and uh, you you hope that, that everybody can move forward and adjust. And I, I guess the NFL's done a pretty good job off and they were fortunate for them in the off season of going out and know, holding the draft and trying things a, a new way to uh, to move forward within the, the boundaries of, of public health and, and good sense so that we, we can. I mean, the, the two worst things I think to do are it's always like, you know, panic and do nothing. So uh, you, you take that out of the equation and you start thinking forward and whatever kind of season we have, it, with baseball let's start with that because that's immediate or the nba and their bubble or hockey or when the nfl gets going whether it's preseason to the regular season uh i I think it'll be good for the country sports always has 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 been something that people can rally around and get their minds off off some of the, the the negative things going on in the world so hopefully we'll have that
1: And, and, you know, you you mentioned uh, the worst thing to do would be do nothing, and I've talked to so many guests these last four months that you have to adapt the way you, especially those in the media, you have to find something new to do, and you you did that on
3: on Fox Sports with, uh, was it a trivia show you were doing? Yeah, it was kind of a game show. So we 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 did it at our at our football seminars just among each other. It's a multiple choice kind of who wants to me uh, who wants to be a millionaire meets Sports Jeopardy, uh, and you have two contestants. And we ended up it's called Fox Sports The Home Game. We got it on FS1, and I did a version for the Marquee Sports Network uh, called uh, Play at Home, which is kind of baseball geared to baseball in Chicago or uh, Central Division Midwest uh, uh, sports baseball trivia with uh, two contestants. So it comes we had the cub announcers on with with Fox. We had different people on whether it was an Urban Meyer or. a Jimmy Johnson or, uh, you know, Steve Garvey or, or Aaron Andrews. And, and it's, it's competing in, in kind of a fun way. And there's usually some fun questions, but it's also a way to kind of talk sports and have a competition. And we started this when there really wasn't any live sports. So it was something different, something a little bit unique that people had fun with. And and it's a, it can continue in different forms, even when the games are are going. So like everybody else, you know, you have to adjust and adapt. And, and I think the viewers understand things are going to be a little different when you're Zooming from home or the audio or the production, uh, just like uh, having a, a baseball game without a fans in attendance. Uh, so on this kind of a game, it's it's very much from our home to your home. <laughs> and uh, it's something, you know, something that came out of this that, that we hoped was positive and it made people feel pretty good good and and got a good response to it
1: and so many people were starved for any kind of sports at all and you mentioned the marquee network that's the uh for folks that don't know that's the cubs new broadcasting network that was supposed to launch with their games this year but you know much much like what we're doing here on Claves online it was supposed to be so much around the cardinal season and you had to adapt the cubs luckily they they have a few years of baseball that they were able to uh, show games from over the years
3: <laughs> well and that's the you know that's what people it's better than nothing but i think after a <laughs> while the, the the reruns right people are just like okay enough we you know we we're limited. we, we need something current we need something topical and and uh, that's the, you know you can only do so much of that which is why they kind of the the trivia came from that or at least having different interviews but again it was tough talking to people and interviewing them about about sports that weren't going on yet but now we at least have a target so that's better
1: and I I think Chris we we had you when I was doing radio we had you on back in either late February early March was was when we had you on last and it was we were we were ready to preview the season we were a month away (laughs) we were ready we were ready to go and then everything kind of came to a stop. So now you, you kind of restart those conversations. And it's, it's so difficult to look at this season coming up because I, I think it was, was it Jim Crane that, that kind of said the obvious? That the team that stays the healthiest when it comes to COVID-19 might be the team that wins it all in a 60-game season.
3: Yeah, and normally, you know, injuries and health play a factor. Uh, but we think about a, a 14-day quarantine over a 60-game schedule. I mean, the impact is major. I mean, even somebody going on a on, a, on a, what would have been a 10-day disabled list or injury list, whatever you want to call it, uh, back when, when we had the full schedule. So I, I think everything is magnified. But but the positive part, I mean, the, to this is that I, I think it really opens things up to a different kind of game. We obviously have the DH in, in both leagues and the runner at second, starting an extra inning some things whether you like those or not but those those help move the game along and i and i think it makes it wide open I pitching depth i mean do you know do you want to do, go the raise route and have yeah you know a guy start a few innings, you go to your bullpen more i i don't think you sit on a guy who's who's uh you know in a slump you don't really have time for him to hit out of it i yeah. and I, I think you know the guys who who maybe have taken care of themselves through this four month stretch or whatever it's been and, and when I, by that i mean health conditioning in whatever way they could and i realized people were limited in terms of team activities and being outdoors in some cases i mean that's going to show up too but there's nothing live game experience so i i think we we need to be a little forgiving for not only the the, the players on the field but the broadcast about what it might look and sound like but at the at the end of the day it'll be competition it'll be baseball it'll be entertaining and and I, I think it really does make it more wide open yeah Dodgers Astros Yankees they have you know they have the talent they'll be the favorites but in this short span for the reasons you mentioned I, somebody else could jump in there something could happen I was hoping for the expanded playoffs I think that would have added too, and it would have been the good thing to do but uh, players and owners couldn't agree on that but something is better than nothing
1: yeah it feels like throughout the negotiations we were teased with a lot of really fun ideas or fun things that could have been thrown into this season and in the end, all we got was the runner on second base and extra innings like i would have <laughs> lo- I would have loved to see neutral site playoff games or that expanded playoff games or maybe double headers thrown into the season. And it feels like all of that was, was thrown in there for negotiating purposes and we don't get any of it. I, I do want to ask you though, about the DH. I, 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 I've been asking a lot of the guests I've had on about this. Where do you stand on the DH and the NL knowing too, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there that you, when you do the Fox sports stuff, you work with one of the greatest DHs of all time in Frank Thomas.
3: Uh, yes, and a, and a great guy, a great colleague. He was always fun to interview as a player. But you know, I, I was always a fan. I and maybe this is a little old school of of the of the pitcher batting, or just being more of a complete, having to be more of a complete athlete for the strategy and and just the way that we grew up on the game. But I I think the time is now, not just this, the universal DH. I think the unfair part is obviously National League teams. Uh, they, you know, they have it in interleague play, but they they didn't set their roster coming into this. They didn't know that this was going to be the case, or they didn't groom players for for necessarily that reason to be a full time deal. So I like that it is in both leagues, and that's consistency. I mean, I and it's hard to find any consistency in 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 the game today because of the adjustments we've had to make. But um, I, I I was a little old school in that regard. I did get at a different kind of strategy. I always appreciated when when pitchers did get hits, but I realize people like offense. The game has shifted uh, and, and they, they, they don't want to see a guy sit up there and take three pitches or you know flailing away if, if he's too worried about getting injured or getting on base. And, and I know some pitchers will be sensitive to that because there were a lot of great hitting pitchers who took it, who took it very seriously and wanted to bat and there still are some of those that are fighting for, the, for that chance. But I, but, I guess I think it's just time, and not just because of these circumstances, just the way the game has evolved, just like when we needed to expand the the playoffs before with the wild the double wild card and and just like now, I mean, the missed opportunity. and i i, I was disappointed that I thought baseball, whatever they were agreeing on that they could have owned July, it would have been very important for you know I just think the mood of our country and for the sport uh, to to get going by the fourth of July and and have you know still all that downtime but we're beyond that now and and going forward and and hopefully uh, guys will be able to stay healthy and and play at their best level under the circumstances
1: You, you mentioned being old school who did you grow up as a fan of a particular team, or, yeah, or just, a particular oh, team. Yeah.
3: You know, I grew up in South Florida before the Marlins were there. So I and and the Dodgers would come down. The Orioles had spring training, but I I would see the Dodgers from Vero Beach quite a bit. So the, the Steve Garvey, you know, that that group of Ron Say and Tom Ulisorda in that era, I kind of became a fan of, of that uh, of that particular team and latched on to the Dodgers since we didn't have our own team at the time in in South Florida. But also the Cubs were very much because of the Superstation Atlanta, too. But the Cubs in the afternoon, coming back from school, I was able to see before we had the kind of baseball television coverage and, and through uh, social media and internet, uh, being able to watch games, I, I would see a lot of the, the Cubs games, and they weren't great in that era, but they were still on, and I was, they were familiar players and voices. So those were kind of the teams that I, I kind of rooted for growing up. The Cubs seem to have lucked
1: out with the, with the DH coming to the NL because they have an obvious candidate there that probably should be the DH for all 60 games in Kyle Schwarber. So they, they seem to be one of the teams that probably benefits from the, from the new rule.
3: Yeah, and the Cubs, you know, while while they may be short on pitching, or at least coming in, have, that's where their question marks are, in, in this division. But yes, that's a that's a natural. I know Anthony Rizzo, as we're talking, he's had, had some back problems that have come up, not not COVID related, and that could be, that would be a big loss. But, but the lineup, the, the depth of the lineup, yeah, the Dodgers are another one that I think really benefits when you think of a National League team with, with the DH, or at least has, has players have players that can plug in there and, and produce right away. Um, so, yeah, in it, some teams it helps more than others, but, but obviously the players are going to have to sh- show up, be able to produce, and, and then the, the team can take advantage.
1: They uh they did announce today, uh, as we're recording this on Thursday, they did announce Kyle Hendricks as their uh as their opening day starter. Uh your your thoughts on on choosing him over any of the other options they had.
3: Yeah, I mean you would have normal under normal circumstances you would have thought, at least going in before all this, it would have been Hugh Darvish or or Lester. And right. again, I guess it boiled down to and I think Lester um, wasn't uh, you know he was fine tuning some things and age and wear and tear. So you thought, well, this might help him. Uh, Hendricks pitched really well in the intersquad squad game the other day. We we caught a little bit of that uh, watching the the Cubs. And so uh, I you know I, I I guess you know Ross has his his choice. It's going to be that kind of year where I, you may not see your your normal ace number one starter go. I know they're expecting Darvish really to kind of be that guy. But it really doesn't surprise me. I think we're going to see a lot of unusual decisions in terms of pitching, whether it's six-man rotations or if a guy can go uh, you know, if you then we'll let him go because we have more time uh, in a short season. Uh, so I, I, I think the bigger concern and I, and I Kimbrel has, has looked pretty good and I, I still believe he's got a lot of game left. I think that's going to be the real key is, is the bullpen for the Cubs. Once you get past those initial starters and, and they've they've already had some uh, missed opportunities or, or I should say health issues there that have affected where they wanted to go before all of this.
1: How do, you, how do you view, and you know, you're know you doing a lot of stuff for the Marquee Network, so a team also in Chicago like the White Sox who seem to have won the offseason or a team in the NL Central like the Reds who also were up there when it came to the offseason, how do you view a team like that that didn't have a full spring training to mesh and to, to kind of gel together? How do you see them in a 60-game year, a season?
3: yeah well, I, I think those are the kinds of teams, and they have to be careful they don 't want to become the uh, you know the Cleveland Browns of the NFL where you, you see a lot of talent and you get a lot of hype and then you get out there and you, and you, and you don 't produce I, I think favorably that a lot of those young pitchers, although again some guys have opted out already. Uh, they're, they're just going to go play. And I, I, I think the, the you know, what you don't know or don't worry about as a young player, your skill is going is going to come through. And, and I can see why uh, the White Sox and Reds are, are, are expected to, to kind of move up, but it's, it's who they're competing with. And, and I think, look, in, in, for the Reds, I see that the Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, I mean, that's the top of the, the upper crest of that division. So, you know, again, they could they could shock some people in 60 games. We've seen bright spots, uh, but they, they got a, a long way to work through. I, I think it's probably a little bit easier for the White Sox about what they would have to go through to, to get into the postseason, and then anything can happen.
1: Chris, we're we're hearing locally what uh, what some of the broadcasters might be doing differently this year when it comes to covering games. What uh, what kind of new things are you expecting to do uh, as far as your coverage, not only nationally but locally up in Chicago?
3: Yeah, well, uh, not a lot has been decided for sure. I I, I know even in some of the inter squad games or you know the spring training, summer camp, two, whatever you want to call it, uh, the the piped in crowd noise. We need some some kind of crowd noise. Uh, I, I don't know that it should be the same for every ballpark. I I, I think that's important. I, it'll be, and I, I think it, you know, you're going to have to be a little bit more uh, patient with, in other words, if you're watching your – home your team on the road, sometimes you're going to get a feed that's going to be mostly with the home team and there'll be a few cameras. I think they're trying to work that out still in terms of how many people can beware uh, based on the public guidelines of different cities and, and states. But look, audio is important to the game, just like the visual part. And, you know, in between, we're going to have to understand that there, there are people in the stands, so we'll see more of the field, more of the players, maybe more intense shots, I, I would hope. And I give, you know, the baseball broadcaster do a great job even if they're sitting in a booth at home in an empty stadium and their team is playing on the road that's going to happen in many cases uh, these guys know how to talk baseball they know their teams their players very well to talk about them and and make the game interesting and not over not overtalk it that's kind of the, the other thing just let fans enjoy the game make sure that the the balls and strikes and the hits and runs are up for people to watch and enjoy. I I, I think it's going to, I think it could evolve. You know, I don't know. I was talking to Steve Sachs the other day about, you know, hey, you think the, we'll get at some point like the NFL and NASCAR race the other night, Bristol, the all star race where they had fans in the stands at 20,000 spaced out within health guidelines. I don't know that we'll see that in the 60 game regular season, but maybe in the postseason for baseball. And I think it's something, too, that the NFL is, is trying to do for their game. So that'll also take off some of the pressure away from what the sound of the game looks like. And you can we have the ability too to mic up players and coaches uh, more than normal, uh, which is always a nice way to enhance a broadcast.
1: Well, uh, regardless, we're, we're hopefully getting baseball back in a week as, uh, as all things continue to move forward, Chris. And we, uh, we look forward to, uh, to hearing your voice wherever it might be uh, along the way in the uh, 2020 season.
3: Well, it's always good talking to you. We'll stay optimistic and, and hope for so we can talk specifics about players and, and matchups and who's healthy <laughs> and talk peneray. So maybe we'll come back later in the year when we, uh, we see how the teams are doing.
1: I'd really like that, Chris. Absolutely. We'll plan on it. Right, you take care. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Chris Myers of Fox Sports and, well, now the Marquee Network up there in Chicago covering all of the uh, the Cubs action there, the, uh, the Cubs' new television network that was, well, set to launch with all of their games at the start of 2020, but is, uh, well, much like... This website is, is now kind of trying to work with what they have and bring uh, bring as much content as possible. But he's part of a uh, really really good cast that they have put together for the Marquee Network up in the uh, the Chicago area. Now, uh, from from what I've been seeing on social media, if they can only get it on all of the uh, all the different providers around the uh, the Chicago land. And that way, everybody could actually watch it. That would uh, that would be nice, and that'd be something that you think they would have had figured out here by the end of uh, July, for the start of the uh, the baseball season. Nevertheless, always fun to have Chris Myers on and. Uh, really uh, really good talk with him about the uh, about the outlook of the 2020 baseball season including the National League Central. Hey, this is Weekend Joe driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Alton Toyota also sponsored by the folks at Collinsville Auto Body 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. I, I know we had some storms kind of sweep through the area earlier this week. Uh, it saw some trees down in, in certain places Uh, some areas got hit harder than others and usually when there's a big storm that means that there uh, probably was some damage done to some cars uh, if not accidents on the road but as i mentioned trees hail all kinds of things could have happened to your vehicle if you were uh, unfortunate enough to have something happen, Collinsville Autobody is there to help. They work with most insurance providers to get you back on the road fast. They're at Collinsville Autobody, 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville right there off of uh, off of 55. You you just turn left right off the uh, the expressway there, the highway there. It's right down the street from the uh, from the Culvers there in Collinsville, Illinois at Collinsville. Auto body. Take a break. When we come back, we will wrap things up. Andy Hansman jumps back on with me for some crack slippers right here on Weekend Joe, driven by S St. Louis Acura here on KlebsOnline.com. Recent events have shown that life can turn in an instant. This has caused many people to realize that estate planning is essential. The InSkip Law Firm is here to help with everything from trust and wills to power of attorney, deeds, and probate. They have systems in place to service your needs without having to have an in-person consultation, flat fees so that you know what you're paying ahead of time, and they make the whole process easy. Call now, 314-818-0344. Just a quick chat and you decide together what services are right for your situation. That's the InSkip Law Firm, I-N-S-K-I-P. And remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertising. Final segment coming your way here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganast St. Louis Acura here on clavesonline.com. I uh, got to go to the uh, showroom there at Munganast St. Louis Acura, saw a lot of nice, uh, nice new cars that they have there on the lot. Uh, they had, uh, God, I, I, I hate that I'm not prepared enough for this because Jamie had told me too what the car was. The guy in the showroom told me what the car was, but I tell you this, if you go up there, it's a little white sports car and it's got like bronze rims on the, uh, the white sedan, not sedan the white, Sinatra. I don't know. I, I can't, I can't remember what it was. All I know is they had a white sports car there that caught my eye, and I'm not a sports car guy. So I really, really liked what I saw out there on the showroom at Munganeth, uh, St. Louis Acura. NSX? What was it? Was it an NSX? That sounds right. That sounds like what the, uh, what the guy told me it was. Did it look kind of
0: like, uh, like, like a Le Mans car? Yes. Yeah, that's the NSX.
1: Yeah, and it had some different colored rims on the uh, on the tires. So I thought it looked really so, cool. Speaking of Le Mans, have you seen Ford versus Ferrari? I have
0: not. Joe, you I've... know I'm not a big NASCAR car racing car guy at all. I drive a van, and I think it's cool cuz it's a van. I can haul stuff around. Right. That is that absolutely should have been nominated for best picture, and it was. And I'm I'm thinking that maybe it's just, it may, that maybe it should have won. It's an absolutely incredible movie.
1: Huh. The, story, right?
0: the the acting is impeccable. I mean, it's kind of hard to get to, to not have good acting when your two main stars are Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Right. But just the, the they play characters unlike you've ever seen them play before, and it's it's a fantastic movie. I, I can't I can't recommend it enough. I would say I would give it three and a half stars.
1: If uh, it's funny that you mentioned movies, uh, as we, as we get ready to wrap things up here on the show today, because it's not so much, well, it's, I mean, I guess maybe it's a, a crack slipper of sorts, but we're just going to, we're going to put it in the crack slipper column. Andy, if you would do the honors, Joe, some stories just aren't
0: meant to hit the mainstream news. We picked those stories up here on weekend. Joe, these
1: are the crack slippers with Joe Roderick on
0: claimsonline.com.
1: Andy, uh, I, I think a lot of people probably listening by now wondering what's with the color scheme of the uh, of the graphic today. What what's with the uh, what's with the colors that they're seeing here? And uh, Andy, I will tell you, this past weekend, last weekend, I watched Hamilton on Disney Plus. Ah, and those color schemes are the same color schemes you see on the posters for Hamilton, the because Blue- Andy. Yeah, gold and black. Yeah, Andy, I'll tell you this, Andy, I've watched Hamilton twice now.
0: Oh, so that—that so that answers my question.
1: Is if you like if you liked it or not? Andy, I watched it last Saturday. Okay. And then I I went and I watched the uh, the fights. I, I went and watched the uh, the Usman fight. Mm-hmm. And then Andy, you know what I did all day Saturday or Sunday and Monday, as I walked around singing songs from Hamilton in my head. My shot. My shot's one of my favorites. You know what, Andy? I'm going to tell you this. first. Okay, so I'm glad that you've seen it so we can have this debate. Well, I've only seen the first. I've only seen up until my shot. Oh, okay. So I I am going to say the best character in the movie is the king, King George. I've heard this. He I've steals also, the show. I've
0: also seen a lot of people on social media post are like, I don't get it. I don't get why it's so good.
1: Andy, I've watched Andy. It's a musical and I've watched it twice. No, and you're not really a musical kind of guy, are you? No, Andy, there's a good chance I watch it again on Saturday night. Wow. I just all all I want. All I want to hear is the king to say oceans rise and empires fall again and then do his little dot, dot, the dot, dot, his little his little thing. And yeah. I, I will be sitting there, and I will be singing along with it the whole time. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, Andy. I'm, I'm going to say this, too. I, I said something controversial in the, la, in the uh, earlier segment. Yes, you did. I'm going to tell you. So I, I, I posted this on social media. Like I, I asked about this, and I got various answers trying to figure out who the villain is in this production, in this play. It's Aaron Burr, isn't it? Andy, I don't think it is. Did Aaron Burr kill Alexander Hamilton? Yes, the history books have been writing about that for years. It's well known. There's no debate that Aaron Burr shot Alexander Hamilton in a duel. The world has known this since that milk commercial back in the 90s. Right. It's been well known. Andy, I will uh, will say this. The villain of Hamilton... I believe the first villain, the top villain is Thomas Jefferson. Believe that I could, I could be on board with that. I believe the second villain is Alexander Hamilton. Oh, wow. Yep. Very deep. I feel like so much, I feel like Aaron Burr was a misunderstood man who did not get his, as you said, shot right at many things in life. Because Alexander Hamilton was there to rip it from him, to take it away from him and almost ruin his life after Aaron Burr took Alexander Hamilton under his wing at the start of the uh, at the start of his political life.
0: Joe, have you seen the money statistics about Hamilton?
1: I, very briefly, I have seen how much stupid money that play is made.
0: So, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who wrote the play and also plays Alexander Hamilton in the original Broadway cast, makes $105,000 a week. Jesus, off Hamilton. Disney paid him $75 million to have it on Disney
1: Plus. God. I I wonder how much traffic this is going to bring to Disney Plus just for that. And I wonder if we will see more plays, Broadway shows put on streaming services like this.
0: I mean, nothing will ever bring in that kind of money again. Yeah. They were, they were the leaders in the clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, but you can guarantee that they will. Yeah. So because it was, yeah. So and think about it this way too, Joe. If Disney paid him $75 million for the rights that means that some actuary back in some closet at Disney headquarters figured out that they could make three times or four times that amount of money of subscriptions by having it on there.
1: Jeez.
0: So they're making 225 to $300 million off this endeavor.
1: Yeah. I Me mean, too. That's, that's incredible. It is. You got to finish watching it, Andy. You got to let me know your thoughts on that. I welcome everybody else. Tweet at me, whatever, send me messages, uh, your thoughts on that too. Uh, also in crack slippers, I was, I was trying to throw this in here. Austin Dean, the new outfielder for the Cardinals. He's going to be a backup outfielder during the season. Uh, he had to pick a new number when he came over to St. Louis and he revealed this past week that the first number he asked for, the team did not give to him. Uh, he, he, said he made the mistake of asking for number five oh, and whoops. he said, he, he said he wasn't thinking at the time when he asked for number five <laughs> and the, <laughs> the locker room, the clubhouse, uh, attendant just said, um, he goes, Austin, I'm going to have to turn you down on that one. Uh, we're probably going to be retiring that one day. <laughs> yeah. No one else
0: needs to be wearing that number.
1: Yeah, so he's okay. going with uh he's going with number zero. So now the back of his jersey says Dino on the uh on the back huh. of it. So uh there it's a uh yeah, really clever I with think, that. I think the Yankees are out of single digits. I think the Cardinals have to be close. I thought the Yankees still had one I, well now that Jeter the when they retire Jeter's and they retire Joe Torres, they will be out, I believe. Yeah. Um once they get there. So yeah, they will be out of single digits then. Andy, we got to get going. We've had a uh, nice long show for the people, and we appreciate everybody listening and sticking with us this far into the show. Uh, thank you to Polo Asensio and Chris Myers also for jumping on with us as well. I am Joe Roderick. For Andy Hanselman, you have been listening to another episode of Weekend Joe Driven by Munganess St. Louis Acura here on clavesonline.com. See you, everybody. Weekend Joe, driven by S St. Louis Acura here on clavesonline.com, now the exclusive home of Weekend Joe. Hey, St. Louis Acura has received the Precision Team Award 28 times more than any other Acura dealership in the United States. They have been serving the St. Louis area since 1986, located at 13720 Manchester Road, in St. Louis. They are your premier realtor of new and used Acura vehicles in the nation. That is Munganess St. Louis Acura, the title sponsor here of Weekend Joe, now on clavesonline.com.